there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our lives is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about getting our priorities straight and how we can really think things through biblically about what really matters in our lives. And nothing simplifies our lives more than weeding out all of the things that are cluttering up our lives that really don't matter. So we're going to talk about priorities and getting our priorities straight. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum as well as their online classes. So go check out all that Apologia offers at Apologia.com. So I was thinking about this topic and, you know, over the years I have always said that, you know, sometimes I would refer to myself as like an underachiever because... Because I would always kind of think of things a little bit differently than others. Even as a child, I would always think to myself, like, what does this matter in the grand scheme of things? You know, is this really a priority? And what does it matter in the grand scheme of things? Even though I wasn't quite a Christ follower as a child or a teenager, I still always kind of had that... I don't want to say eternal perspective because I wasn't looking at it biblically, but there was this perspective that I always just thought like, you know, why do people get like all worked up over things that truly don't matter in the end? And so nothing, like I said, will simplify our lives more than really prioritizing, like really looking at things in terms of Is this something that God wants in my life? Is this the way that God wants me to spend my time? Is this how God wants me to occupy my mind? I mean, really, when we have our priorities straight, it's really... Our priorities will come from our relationship with the Lord. And, you know, Matthew 6.33 has always been my life verse. I talk about here all the time. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you. When we are following him first, that is our main priority. Um, You know, when we make the kingdom of God, when we make God our all in all, our everything, That is our priority and everything else falls into its proper place from there. And, you know, so many people these days feel like life is so complicated and our homes are filled with clutter. And I don't know about you, but how many of us have, you know, purged your house of clutter and it feels like it just comes back again? Or your mind, you're like constantly feeling like your mind is on information overload and you're constantly feeling like everything is chaotic. And that's why I say at the beginning of the show, the remedy for clutter and chaos in our lives is Jesus. We will prioritize everything when we have Jesus first 
in everything. And when we look at things in a term of a long, you know, an eternal perspective, a long-term perspective, um, you know, I, like I said, I always look at things like, what does this matter in the end? Is this really going to matter five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever it is? And, you know, our society, we really thrive on complicating things, I feel like. We complicate everything from the way we decorate our homes to how we educate our kids to the food that we buy. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on about this. Um, you know, everything these days is so complicated. I like to go back to the Little House on the Prairie times, as you all know, I'm a ma wannabe, and think about like, did ma really make all these elaborate meal plans and <laughs> color-coded and freezer meals and, you know, all this stuff? And no, you know, her priority was to survive on the prairie and to feed her family. And, you know, I often think about our grandmothers, how, you know, my grandma's planner was one of those little simple um, steno notebooks, you know, those little tiny pad and paper with maybe a list on it for the day of things to do. You know, we have these elaborate systems in place, elaborate planners, you know, you have to plan your life in a certain way these days. And it's like, we get so wrapped up in all those things, we are forgetting our main priority in life. And our main priority in life is to live for God, to give God glory, to live for him. Um, our purposes in life come from him. And so our main priority in life should be serving him. And so let's talk about getting our priorities straight. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. When my daughter graduated from our homeschools, you all know we're a homeschooling family. <clears throat> when she graduated from homeschooling, it's almost two years ago now, it'll be two years in June. I immediately looked back as soon as it was over, the whole 13 year journey was over and said, oh my goodness, I didn't have my priorities straight for many of those years. Now, I wouldn't say all of those years, but it was like I saw crystal clear in the mirror, the rear view mirror, what really mattered, like all of a sudden when it was over. And I realized that there were so many years that I spent worrying about things that just didn't matter in the end. If you're a homeschooling mom out there, I'm sure you can relate. Um, in the end, it mattered who she was as a person the day that she graduated. It mattered that I taught her to know the Lord. It mattered that we spent quality time together. So many of the things I chased after, the the silly things, the homeschool room looking just so, keeping up with what everybody else was doing in the newest, latest, latest homeschool fad or trend of the day. All of that stuff did not matter in the end because... I looked at this little girl who had grown up into a woman and was leaving my home and the things that she was taking with her on her journey away from us to her home were none of the things that I stressed about over the years. So I learned a lot. You know, I often talk about how in the Bible it says it's better to go to the house of uh, mourning than a house of feasting. And I also remember there was a time years ago where we had um, five deaths in our lives, in, in our life, in our family's life within five months. And every single one of them was sudden. And every single one of them was, I mean, tragic. Any death is tragic. Um, some of them, though, were like extremely, extremely tragic, like newsworthy tragic without getting into all the details. I mean, the stuff that makes you just stop and be like, what 
in the world is going on. Young people, all of them, all of them unexpected. And so I remember leaving the funeral of a um, a dear friend of ours. And, you know, here his wife had just buried uh, him and is left now a widow with young children. And I remember just thinking like to my husband, nothing matters anymore that I'm always like, and I'm not trying to say like nothing matters in the world, but I think you guys understand what I'm saying. All of the things I was worried about, like up until that moment, when, when you have five funerals in five months, it stops you in your tracks, you reevaluate things. And so this is, I remember leaving that funeral home and thinking this is cha- this has changed me. I will no longer live for the frivolous things. I will no longer worry about, you know, the silly things because life is fragile. And when you are, like it says in the Bible, in the house of mourning is better than the house of feasting because it gives you that eternal perspective. It reminds you of who you are. It reminds you of your priority, that you are not created for this world. You are created for an eternal home. And how you are living in this world is all about what you know about your eternal home. And the odd thing is that I was that day, like my life is different. I will never worry about the junk I worry about. Who cares about the things I stress about? And then, you know, a week later, it's like you get away from that house of mourning. You're a little too much in the house of feasting and you forget, you forget. And I believe that's why it says that in the Bible, because God wants us to not to be mourning all the time and full of, full of sorrow. He wants us to live with a, a, an eye on eternity. We were studying in Acts this week with um, my boys. We do our Bible time at night. And uh, my husband's been going through Acts with them and a devotional uh, and whatever. So we were in... Um, Acts 6 and 7, the past few days, and we were uh, looking at Stephen's death. And I was just so kind of like intrigued by this whole passage in uh, chapter 7 where Stephen is stoned right there. And he first he goes through the, you know, the entire history uh, of the Jews from Abraham and all the things that God did. And he's, he's going through all of this. And, you know, these, um, these, uh, murderers are coming to, um, you know, stone him and they don't want to hear the truth. Like they actually, it says they actually held their ears and covered their ears. Like, you know, I guess if you could say in, uh, in lay terms, blah, 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 we don't want to hear you, but like, they didn't want to hear the truth. And so, you know, they begin stoning him. And in the moment that he is stoned and you all know this, um, story, but I just really am intrigued by this idea that he sees a glimpse of heaven and sees Jesus sitting there at the right hand of his father and he is yet still on earth and in that moment he says and it, it, he echoes those words of Jesus he says forgive them for what they're doing the I mean he's literally being murdered and saying forgive them which blows my mind but this whole idea that he was given this glimpse into heaven yet while on earth and when that happens, I mean, he really does the unthinkable. He's saying, forgive them. His face radiates. He is filled with love. Like there's this moment there where he actually, the veil is pulled back and he actually can see heaven and earth at the same time. And I think about that. And I think that is, Stephen had his priorities in that moment. Forgive them. I don't know if I was being stoned, if my priority would be forgive them. 
but he saw Jesus and it all made sense. Like he knew where he was going. And so, I mean, seriously, that my priority in that moment would be to escape, to get away, to protect myself, you know, to run, to, to, uh, you know, be safe. And he is like submitted, surrendered to the Lord. Like I'm going home to get a glimpse of heaven and earth at the same time. Like that just blows my mind. And on a smaller scale, can we do that? Can we do that? That would be how we would get our priorities straight to sort of have that perspective of heaven and earth at the same time. Now, we're not going to be able to glimpse into heaven while we're on earth, but we have lots of glimpses every day. You look out your window and you see a beautiful sunrise or a sunset. You look at your children. You open the word of God. You get these kind of glimpses And the more you get those glimpses, the more your priorities shift. Your priority truly does become for the Lord and his purposes. Your priority truly does become for eternal purposes. You know, your priorities, my priorities have shifted so much since the quarantine time, as I know many of you, that really shifted many of our priorities. Like, you know what? You take away all the things that were making us busy I don't want to go back to them now. Even my boys, there's certain things they're just like, nah, we could do without it. Um, You take away those things and all of a sudden your priorities shift. You are forced to kind of look at your mortality. You are forced to kind of, you know, um, live out your faith. You are forced and you're face to face with things that you would not have been face to face with if it wasn't a pandemic and your priorities shift. My priorities have shifted a lot in this past year. My ministry has um, really become a priority and more so than that is just reaching people with the hope of Christ. And, uh, you know, living and being bold and not caring what people think anymore and saying, you know, my priority is God. My priority is not for me to have a comfortable life, is not for me to make a checklist of goals for my life. It's not for me to, um, you know, live for myself. It is now to live for him. And I'm not saying that having goals and, and things to do in your life isn't important, but you need to have those to be submitted under the direction of the Lord. Your goals, your priorities, the things that you're doing should all be because your main concern, your main priority is for the Lord. You know, I got some news this morning that really, again, this is exactly what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I got some news this morning that um, a homeschooling client of mine passed away this morning. And um, I immediately thought of this like, you know, I, it was a year ago that we were discussing on the phone all the uh, the worries and the the you know concerns she had about her homeschool and all the you know the worries and the things and like all of a sudden this morning I'm like none of that mattered, none of it mattered. How fragile is life? All of the things that we get so caught up with day to day are not even an issue when you're in a tragedy like that. And so I'm not saying that we shouldn't live on this earth and be concerned with the things of this earth, but we need to prioritize. We need to put them in their proper perspective. Um, how do we how do we live our life and not get so wrapped up? Because, you know, I'm not saying we shouldn't care about our homeschool and we shouldn't, you know, worry about our children's future and all those things. But again, What I always try to do at Simply Living for Him is to point you to your main goal in life, 
which is to live for God and to truly have that eternal perspective. You know, get rid of all the things that are distracting you. Is the internet distracting you? Are people distracting you? Do you know what your purpose is? Or are you, you know, copying the purposes of this world? Because so many of us, we our priorities are not really our priorities. They're like other people's priorities that we put on our lives. You know, we think like, oh, well, if so-and-so is doing that, then I should be doing that. And if so-and-so is doing that, then I should be doing that. That might be their priority, you know, but it's not necessarily yours. And so you're obviously to prioritize your main priority is to seek God in all you do. You know, this morning I woke up and I just prayed and said, Lord, this day is yours. I have no idea what today brings. I may think I have an idea, but this day is yours. Will you please use me as you see fit and help me to keep my eyes on you no matter what comes my way? Honestly, within 10 minutes of that prayer, I've had two like completely unexpected things. Like one uh, was this woman passed away and then another thing happened that some, you know, somebody told me um, completely unexpected things that I wouldn't expect to happen today. And instead of like, you know, you get like taken aback by, you know, certain things, you're just like, okay, Lord, what do I, how do I do this now? What's the next step, Lord? See, we're always like, what's the next step on my list? What's the next thing to do instead of what's the next step, Lord? You know, the Lord really is the ruler of our to-do list. He is the one who controls every moment, every detail of our lives. And so we need to walk with him through everything. When when your priorities get shifted during the day and all of a sudden, you know, your 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 day might be unexpected, you just look to him and say, "All right, Lord, how do I walk through this today?" I mean, that happened in 2020, right? All of a sudden, the whole world's lives were shifted. And there were the people who said, "Oh my goodness, this is horrible. What are we going to do?" And then there's the people who say, "Okay, Lord, these are the circumstances we're in. Help us to walk through them." All right, Lord, How do we uh, glorify you and honor you in this? Okay, Lord, what on earth are you doing? Because this isn't what we would expect, but how do we now go through it and become closer to you and then bring other people with us on that journey to heaven, right? And so if your priority, your number one priority is to seek the Lord, to follow him, it puts everything else in your day, your life, everything into its proper place, into its proper perspective. You know, so many of us always live for the future. Like, um, you know, well, we're, you know, in our 10-year plan, we're going to have this and, you know, we're going to have that. And I want to tell you that your priority is now. Yes, it's good to dream and plan. And my husband and I did that ourselves this past weekend. uh, We went away. We went away for 24 hours and it was glorious. It was the first time we had gone away well, I shouldn't say the first time. We went away one time about two years ago, but that was for a work trip. So it was a little bit different than just like going away on our own. I was speaking in Colorado, but this time we went away, uh, just us for the purpose of just going away. And it was just a 24 hour trip, but you know, it was like we were, I said, it was like we were newlyweds again. And the fact that back then, 21 years ago, when we were newlyweds, we were, you know, dreaming about all of our future plans and, you know, buying a house and having kids and what would the future hold? I go now our, our future plans, we're looking towards like, well, we'll be retired at some point. Well, we're not retiring because when you own your own businesses, there's really no retiring, but we were like, you know, what will we do in the gold? 
golden years of our lives. So, you know, it's funny how you, you, uh, you start out your life dreaming about what it's going to look like. Now you're dreaming about what the next half is going to look like as, you know, um, older folks. So anyway, you know, we were dreaming and planning and things, but we also are very keenly aware that tomorrow isn't promised. So we can make all these plans and everything, but we, we don't, um, you know, uh, live for, you know, well, in, you know, our 10-year plan, we want to be doing this, this, and this. We don't live for that like, oh, because honestly, you live your, you you wish your life away when you live like that. Um, you know, well, we'll be happy when, you know, in 10 years we move here or we do this job or we, you know, serve there. Um, your priority is right now in this moment. And it's hard because we want to like look to the future, but you know, you, you can't live for, um, you know, what you will be. You have to live for right now. That is your main priority. And you can live out your purposes for the Lord right where you are, wherever you are. You know, we have our little hobby farm here. This was a dream of ours to live out here. And, you know, I'm, I'm talking about living simple and how we, you know, try to, weed out the distractions from our lives and live very simply out here. But that doesn't mean you can't live simply in an apartment in the city, right? No matter where you are, you can certainly live for the Lord and you can certainly live simply and you don't have to wait for these like idyllic uh, conditions, right? So you can live simply in an apartment in the city, you can live simply in a big house in the suburbs, and you can live simply on a hobby farm. It's really your mindset and your priorities. Um, but, you know, like I said, going back to the idea of this um, living for a, uh, uh, it's better to live in the house of mourning than the house of feasting. So I'm not saying that we need tragedy to open our eyes. But, you know, like I said, sometimes that's the reality of it. Sometimes it does. So how do we have that mindset of, you know, visiting the house of mourning and the house of feasting without, you know, constantly being on the brink of tragedy. How do we live, you know, like Stephen, getting a glimpse of heaven and earth at the same time? That starts by developing your relationship with the Lord. And I, I can't say this enough. If you want to uh, prioritize and you want you know, peace in your life and order and all of those things, it comes from your relationship with the Lord. And that doesn't happen when he's not a priority. That doesn't happen when, you know, your priorities are your to-do list and the things and all this. And then, you know, we squeeze in some Bible time because that's what good Christians do. We squeeze it in in the night. Oh, great. I did it. It is not about just something you do. It's about something you live. You can't just, you know, well, I, I read my Bible today, so I'm good. It is not that simple. You know, the Simply Living for Him girl, always talking about living simple. Let's not make it so, like, let's revere it for what it is, our Bible time. We are communicating with the God of the universe who has created us, who has created this world. It is not something we just add into our lives. It is where we operate our lives from. And so your Bible time should be, and your time with the Lord should be not something you squeeze in because that doesn't show the Lord that he's a priority. Now, there are times where you may have to squeeze it in because you're busy and all that, but in the end, your life should be lived out of a posture of communicating with him and communing with him. And so it it isn't, like I said, 
there's so many things out there that'll be like, read your Bible in just five minutes a day. And, you know, you know, read through the Bible and you, you can do it in just 10 minutes a day. And I'm like, what on earth? We're talking about like communicating with the Lord. Why are we watering it down to five minutes a day? If there's anything I want more of, it is my time with the Lord. And so, you know, I want to encourage you that no matter where you're at in your walk, you may be on fire for the Lord and and, and studying the Bible all the time. And, and that's great. Stay there. Don't get caught up in the things of the world. Or maybe you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I am just squeezing it in. Or you know what? I'm not even squeezing it in. I think about it but I don't actually open up the Bible. Let's start with remembering that the Bible is not something we do as part of a worldly checklist. In order to live by the Spirit, you need to be transformed by the Spirit. And that takes place partly when you're in God's Word. It is transforming. It is living. It is active. It is powerful. And the Spirit does transform you. But also when you pray, when you sit in the quiet and really pray, not like, you know, I'm driving in the car, okay, God, I pray for this and pray for that. I mean, I pray in the car all the time. So I'm not trying to say that, you know, those those kind of passing by prayers because I'm kind of always talking to God. There, but there's moments where you really need to sit and be still. And honestly, I talked about it in one of my devotions this week. Like, think about who you're talking to here. We sometimes water God down to this small little like vision of this little like, you know, warm, fuzzy man that we talk to during the day and he gives us what we need. That's I mean, we're talking about something far beyond our comprehension. I, I did a devotion on Isaiah 40 this week um, and there was one in Job where, you know, just looking at really who God is before you pray. I do this sometimes like just stop and meditate on who God is how he holds every star in the sky, how he created every molecule of the ocean, how he, you know, knows every blade of grass, how he knows every human being intimately that ever existed before, ever exists now, and ever will exist. Like, do you even comprehend that? No, we cannot comprehend him. So before we even like begin to pray, let's just like sit before him and think about how big and powerful and majestic he is. And how we can't even wrap our brain around it. And that leads us then to worship and to worship him and to really, you know, have an idea of who we're talking to. And then you pray and you have that reverence for him. And then you go to his word and you're like, wait, the God who knows every person intimately, the God who knows every star intimately, the God who, you know, created this big, huge ocean and everything in it. Wait. He's talking to me in his word. Your priorities shift when you start to think that way. Because then you're like, wait, let me get this straight. <laughs> I serve this God. I know I can know this God more. And this God, who he loves me and he's going to take care of me. Wow, I just want to live for him. My life response is to worship him, to share about him, to everybody I come in contact with, to um, honor him, to revere him, to bow down and worship him, honestly. And so your priorities change. All of a sudden, you're going to go and look at like, you know, the catalog that came in the mail and be like, who cares? (laughs) 
I remember when my kids were young and we would get Pottery Barn Kids catalogs in the mail and they would literally change my mood and make me depressed because we had no money and I would look at them and be like, oh, these, these are so beautiful. I wish my kids' bedrooms could look like this. And you know what? If my kids' bedrooms looked like that or they look like they do right now, <laughs> does it matter in the end? You know, when you're really thinking about God and who he is, it changes everything. It changes the way you live your life. It changes what's really, truly important to you. Ask yourself, is this going to help further the kingdom of God? Is this going to help further, you know, our family getting closer to the Lord? Or is this just, you know, fluff in our lives? And if fluff is stressing you out, then there's no need for it. If fluff brings you joy, you know, that's wonderful. But when it stresses you out, get rid of it. But most importantly, if it is anything that distracts you from your time with the Lord, if there are things that are consuming your thoughts, that are taking away from you uh, spending time with the Lord or thinking, you know, how he would want you to think. You know, what consumes our thoughts really says a lot about us. And there's been times in my life where my thoughts have been consumed with the wrong things, with worrying, with anxiety, or with, uh, you know, I want something. And you know how when you want something and you just think about it all the time and you're like, I just, you know, I'm thinking about that thing that I want and I want that and I want that and I want that. And it's like you almost can't rest till you get it and you turn it over in your mind. Those are the things I'm talking about. If you are truly living by the Spirit, it says in Romans 8, Uh, uh, Verse 5, those who let their um, thoughts be dominated by things of the flesh, live by the flesh. But those who set their mind on the things of the Spirit, live by the Spirit. And living by the Spirit brings life and peace, and living by the flesh brings death. And so when you are truly letting your mind be dominated by the things of the Spirit, your life is being controlled by the Spirit. No matter what comes your way, you have life and peace because you know where this is headed. You're headed to a heavenly home someday. And no matter what comes your way on this earth, you see it in that eternal perspective. Again, I think of Stephen. He had a glimpse of heaven and earth at the same time, and that changed everything in the moment. So if we could prioritize our time, if we could prioritize our thoughts, if we could prioritize our day to truly try to keep that one eye on heaven and one eye on earth at the same time, our priorities will get straight. That's what's going to straighten out our priorities. Because all of a sudden you're like, you know what, that thing that I'm stressing about, that's taken away from my thoughts being dominated by the things of the Spirit. That's taken away from my life, uh, you know, living for the King of Kings. That's uh, That thing is making me live for myself. Um, you know, when when we are thinking, like I said, with one eye in heaven and one eye on earth, it changes everything. We live by the Spirit and not by the flesh. And our priorities will certainly be changed. So if you are saying today, you know, I got to get my priorities straight. I'm thinking about the wrong things. I'm doing the wrong things. The wrong things are occupying my time. You know, how you spend your time. It shows a lot about what's important to you. I remember back when I was newly married. Oh my goodness, the amount of time I spent, like if we were having company. And it's it's not that hospitality is bad. And I talk about this in other uh, podcast episodes. But I was often like, 
spending all this time to make the house look just so, like shopping for the right things and pouring over catalogs. Back then I didn't have the internet. Pouring over catalogs, going to different stores, all because I wanted the decor to be just so when I had company. When now I have company, I'm like, come on in, here's our house. I'm not here to show off my house. I'm here to show off that we have a great God that we serve and we love him and he lives in this house, right? I would rather people come to my home and feel the love of Jesus than to be like, wow, Karen has great decor. Who cares, right? Now, I'm not saying you can't have a nice home and I, I enjoy making my home, you know, a haven and look and looking nice, but I'm not going to spend hours and hours and hours to get just the right, you know, picture frame. So these are the things I'm talking about. When your priorities are set on the things of God, it will prioritize everything else in your life. Everything else will fall into place. I hope this encourages you today. I want to hear from you guys. Do you have trouble keeping your priorities straight? Um, And how do you handle that? And I want to encourage you each day to set your mind on things above. Get in your word. uh, Really get in your word. Not just because you're supposed to. Because again, like I said, that's not showing God that he's a priority. That's showing God he's a check you know, checkbox on your to-do list. And and this is the God of the universe. And so, um, you know, I just ask you to reevaluate and then just ask the Lord, Lord, help me to make you a priority and truly, truly mean that prayer. Like live, like say that, like, Lord, I want you to be my number one priority. And he will come in and he will help you to shift things. Sometimes shifting things hurts a little bit. Sometimes there's going to be struggle in the shift and that's okay. Because when he is your priority, then that is exactly where you need to be, even if it hurts a little bit, even if you have to give up some things. You're gaining so much more when the God that controls the universe is your number one priority. And so I want to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Share this podcast if it encourages you. Share it with others. Um, And uh, oh, the other thing I wanted to tell you guys is if you are part of my Simply Living for Him community, um, you know this already. And also if you visit the website this month at Simply Living for Him, we have a little challenge going on. We started a new initiative at Simply Living for Him called Simply Go. And in this section on the website, I'm providing resources and, and blog posts. And like I said, this month we're doing a challenge, all for simple ways to share the light of Christ with a, a very dark world. And so, you know, often you think of missions as like you have to go on the mission field, you know, around the world and, and um, you know, earn support money and do all these things before you can be a missionary. But I'm just giving you guys simple ways for the everyday woman to be missional in her everyday life. So we have a little challenge going on this month called Love Thy Neighbor. And every day on the blog, there is a new idea to really just help you to share the love of Christ or just to share love with those in your life. Um, And so there's a downloadable calendar and there's an idea for every single day in February. So I'd love for you to check that out. I'm posting them on Instagram as well. So if you follow me over there, you'll see it. Also, there are daily devotions that I do over in my Simply Living for Him community, but you can also find them on the YouTube channel. So I'd love for you to subscribe there. But our community is really a thriving, growing place. So if you're tired of social media and all the drama that that brings and all the distraction and you want to prioritize, come on over to our community. We have our very own platform. I even have an app for the community. So you can come in and just be with like-minded women, you know, fellowship with them. And then we have lots of resources in the community to help you grow in your walk with the Lord. We have Bible 
studies, scripture memorization challenges, scripture writing challenges, a prayer group, all kinds of things. We've also started doing um, these Zoom calls that are just, you know, we kind of hang out. That's what we do. We hang out. And we're doing different themes. We did one on a homeschool Q&A this week. Next week, we're doing one on struggles for the believer. And so we're just going to hang out and talk about the things we struggle with. We're going to do one in March for mothers, you know, just getting on and sharing the joys and trials of motherhood. So we're finding ways to connect with each other where it's not just typing out on a screen, but we're hanging out on these Zoom calls, which is a lot of fun as well. So the community has a ton of stuff to offer. I'd love for you to join. It is completely free. Everything in the community is free. So come on over to simplylivingforhim.com community and just check it out and see if it's something you'd be interested in. Also, if you are a homeschooler and you're in your mid-year slump, as many of us get in January and February, my books are um, on Amazon. And those books would be the perfect encouragement that you need at this time. The Simple Homeschool Journey, Building a Family and Not Just a Transcript, and also Called Home, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool are both available um, on Amazon. I'd love for you to check those out and be encouraged. Also, the Simply Living for Him devotional is 100 devotions to help you spend time with the Lord and get rid of clutter and have more joy in your life. That is also available on Amazon, so you can go check those out. So I hope this encouraged you. Thank you for listening. Until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.